Max Nation. I'm on Go to the Max. A salute to you. And it feels like a regular Sunday, doesn't it? Yeah, there's nothing special happening on today. <clears throat> Wrong. It is day two of Game 7 weekend. Why? Well, because yesterday we had the Boston Bruins take on the Carolina Hurricanes in Game 7. The back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning took on the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7. The Los Angeles Kings took on the Edmonton Oilers in Game 7. Today, we've got the Brooklyn, or, sorry, not Brooklyn, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champion, taking on the Boston Celtics right now. It is 26-20 at the end of the first quarter. And then later tonight, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the New York Rangers in Game 7. And then tonight, we've got the Dallas Stars taking on the Calgary Flames in Game 7. So like I said, it is Game 7 weekend. So the second quarter is just starting of Game 7 between the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks who are the number three seed and the number two seed, the Boston Celtics. Right now, it is 26 to 20. The winner of this game goes on to play the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee just scored, so now it is 28 to 20. Now, my assessment from the first quarter of that game, of this game seven right now between the Celtics and the Bucks, or I guess I should say the Bucks and the Celtics, since this game is in Boston, I think the Celtics are shooting way too many three-pointers. I will double-check this right now. Let me go on to my trusty ESPN app. Let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, team stats. Here we go. Right now, the Celtics are 5 of 14 on three-pointers. I think they're take. They need to get back to doing their what they're good at, which is taking that mid-range shot, going inside. And I said this before Game Seven started. We know Jason Tatum is going to show up. We know Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to show up. But if the boss for Milwaukee. But if the Boston Celtics are going to win today, they need a big game from Jalen Brown. That I'm calling out Jalen Brown. Again, I know it's the second quarter. And right now, it is 28-22 in favor of the Bucks. So I get it. But Jalen Brown right now has... Let me just check my iPad here. Jalen Brown has seven points. I think in order for the Celtics to legitimately have a chance at winning today and advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think Jalen Brown needs to put up at least 29 points. At l minimum, 29. He's got to have that big of an impact. Because again, we know Jason Tatum is going to bring it. Heck, he just put up 46 points in game six 
um, which forced today's game seven. So we know Jason Tatum's going to bring it. Giannis is going to bring it from Milwaukee, and he'll probably get some help from Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, maybe Drew Holiday. Who else is going to step up and help Jason Tatum for the Celtics? Is it going to be Al Horford? Is it going to be Marcus Smart? Is it going to be maybe Grant Williams? Is it going to be somebody else? It could be any of those guys. But, my, for me, it has to be Jalen Brown. He, Again, I said this already, but I will say it again. If the Celtics want to have a legitimate chance at winning tonight's game, or this afternoon's game, excuse me, Brown needs to have at least 29 points. 29. Now, transitioning to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, this has been a very frustrating series. We we won game one in triple overtime. Then we come back and lose game two. So the series was tied 1-1. Then the Penguins go home to Pittsburgh and win both games three and four. So they're up three games to one. Now, I know getting that final win is not easy. When the once the Penguins went up three one, did you really think the New York Rangers were just going to go? Okay, here's your fourth win. We'll we'll pack our bags and go home. Bye. No, they had a great season, and they're in the Stanley Cups for or Stanley Cup playoffs for a reason. They have home ice advantage for a reason. They went out and beat the Penguins in Game 5, forced a Game 6 back in Pittsburgh, and it looked good early on in Game 6. Looked like the Penguins were in complete control. But then the Rangers found themselves, and here we are, Game 7, Madison Square Garden. It's all on the line. You know, I said this in a video the other day. I don't know if Madison Square Garden is still considered the Mecca. It's never going to lose the nickname of it, of the world's most famous arena. It's never going to lose that. I get it. And I understand, right, by the way, it's now a two-point game. Bucks are up 30 to 28 with about nine and a half minutes to go in the first half. Giannis against Al Horford. Drew Holiday. Holiday to the rim. No good. Rebound to the Celtics. I'll give you a little bit of play-by-play. You're not getting any in-game footage, though. And... What are they calling here? It's, they're calling some type of turnover, so Milwaukee gets the ball back. Let me see. Are they calling... Yeah, well, it was a turnover, so Milwaukee gets it back. Pat Connaughton for three. No. Rebound to Jalen Brown, who I said needs to score 29 points. A minimum of 29 if the Celtics want to win. And a foul is called on 
I believe it's Wesley Matthews. And I've, tr I've tried to make this argument. Giannis is the best player for the Milwaukee Bucks. We know that. Many are trying to make the argument that he is the best player in the NBA. And Jalen Brown just scored, and we are tied 30-30. to 30. I think Jalen Brown is somehow, maybe he has ESP or something, but like I said, I think he needs to score 20, minimum of 29 for the Celtics to win. And he's going to the free throw line. Foul was called on Bobby Portis, I believe. But getting back to Giannis. So, he's about... Many, many fans and media members, which I would consider myself a lit, somewhere in the middle of that, say he's the best player in the NBA. Because he's a two-time finals MVP. Or, I'm sorry, two-time league MVP. I believe he is, has two Defensive Player of the Year awards. I don't remember exactly, so forgive me if I messed that one up. And he just won, him and the Bucks just won the finals last year. And who was named finals MVP? He was. However, do I think this was the wrong decision? No. However, however, I... Al Horford just got a dunk, and the Celtics take a 32-30 lead. With 8.19 to go, it's Boston's first lead since they were up 3-2. They were down 10. And Milwaukee calls timeout. So, anyway, getting back to this, as we're now in commercial break. Giannis was the best, is the best player. For the Bucks, Bar none. But is he the most important player for the Milwaukee Bucks? I'm going to say no. No, he's not. And here's why. If you look at, go back and watch the finals last year. Before Giannis went off for his huge game six. Excuse me, that ended up being the closeout game. Who was the one that was hitting the big shots that helped Milwaukee pretty that helped put the Bucks in position to win game 6 and capture the championship? It wasn't Giannis, it was Chris Middleton. I think that before Giannis had his major game in Game 6, I believe he went off for 50, if I remember correctly. Um, I will double-check that. Actually, I'll just do that right now. But anyway, before Giannis went off for his big game in Game 6, I think Chris Middleton should have won Finals MVP. Again, that was before Giannis had his 50-point game. I believe it was 50. Just double, let me double check on that though. Yes, I know the Bucks won 105-98 to win the series. I know. Giannis had, yes, Giannis did have 50, so I was right. 
So before Giannis had his 50 points, I think Chris Middleton was going to win finals MVP. I think you can make a solid argument for that. Because, again, who was, when it came to closing out games, what would happen? You would see Giannis pass the ball to Chris Middleton, and Middleton would take the shot, right? Go back and watch. You'll see what I'm talking about. And Chris Middleton has really evolved into that. He's made that mid-range game kind of his specialty. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of fans and media members who feel like the mid-range game isn't as prevalent anymore. DeMar DeRozan has entered the discussion. Chris Middleton has entered the discussion. And there are a lot of other players you could throw in the mix there. So, yeah. it was. But again, it was Chris Middleton hitting the big shots for Milwaukee. I know in Game 5, the ceiling moment was Drew Holiday throwing the alley-oop up to Giannis on the fast break. I get, I get it. I remember that play. Trust me, I do. But in general, in general, it was Chris Middleton hitting the big shots and making the key plays. So the Bucks are without Chris Middleton in this series. He's still not playing. If they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, my guess is he'll be available. But don't quote me on that. So Giannis has basically had to do this alone. I know. He's gotten contributions from Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, and other guys along the way. But essentially, Giannis has had to do this alone. It kind of feels similar to the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers, where it was basically just LeBron. And yet, somehow, someway, we made it to the NBA Finals where we got destroyed by the San Antonio Spurs. Actually, I wouldn't say we got destroyed by the Spurs because I've gone back and watched and looked at the box scores. They were all close games between the Cavaliers and Spurs in that 2007 NBA Finals. I'll look it up right now. So give me a sec. Okay, so game one, San Antonio won 85 to 76. Game two, San Antonio won 103-92. Game three, San Antonio won 75 to 72. And in game four, it was 83 to 82. So, yeah, it was basically LeBron by himself, but except for game two, Every game was close. Game one, like I said, it was 85 to 76. That's a nine-point difference. Even game two, 103-92, that's 11. Game three, 75-72, three. Game four, 83-82, one. Um, I'm not going to insinuate that the Spurs and Cavaliers had a rivalry. No. Because the Spurs and Cavaliers are not in the same conference. They, so they only play each other twice a season. I get it. Um, I still feel like the 76ers and Cavaliers have a rivalry developing. 
based on how the four games went in the regular season. Um, I will put a, I will put a link to that video probably right here, and you'll be able to find a link to that video in the description. And Milwaukee goes back up 35-32 with about seven minutes to go in the first half. Again, winner of today's game wins the series four games to three. And they go, whoever wins faces the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the loser goes home. We also have a game seven later tonight between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. If Phoenix loses, I don't think Chris Paul is ever getting back to the NBA Finals. I don't. It's as simple as that. I'll give you something else, all right? I don't know how much longer we're going to see Phoenix and Golden State at the top of the Western Conference. I don't. Chris Paul's getting up there in age. He just turned 37. Clay Thompson is coming off of major, two major injuries. Steph is getting, I believe he's 30 now, at least. Let me double check on that. Still a three-point game between the Bucks and Celtics. It is 35-32. Never mind, Milwaukee just scored. Now it's 37-32. Boston calls timeout. Let me just look up his age here. Steph is 34. Clay Thompson is 32. And so the Warriors and, and Suns both have players who are getting up there in age. I'm not insinuating that Steph is going to retire anytime soon. I'm not in. I'm not trying to start a rumor that Clay Thompson's going to retire anytime soon. I'm not trying to spread fake news that Chris Paul is going to retire. Not doing any of that. All I'm saying is I think the window, that thing, is closing for both Golden State and Phoenix. I th It might be open for maybe... A year or two more. But you've got teams like Memphis. Who I think would have beaten Golden State in the second round. If they had a fully healthy John Moran. You have Minnesota. Who nearly pushed um, the Grizzlies to a game seven. But they blew too many double digit leads. Um, let's see. Over in the east. Who knows what's going to happen with the Philadelphia 76ers. Their window could already be closing. They're probably going to fire Doc Rivers. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. So. I, sorry, I just lost my train of thought for a second. Oh, yeah. So, it, I think the balance is actually going to shift to the Eastern Conference. Because you... Over in the East, you don't really have any teams where their superstars getting up there in age, and their their windows only open for maybe one or two, maybe three more years. You've got a bunch of young teams. Think about it. 
I know. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been in the league for a, a, a few years. I know. But they're still on the younger end when it comes to being in the NBA. The Bucks, yeah, Giannis has been around for a while, but they're still a strong team. I don't see their window closing anytime soon. And then look at us. My Cle- look at us, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, they're my favorite team in all of sports. Um we got to the play-in tournament where we lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Ugh. I don't like saying that team's name because I just don't like them. And then, oh God. We were up by, I believe it was 14. And then we started switching our switching the matchup on Trey Young for some dumbass reason. And he just ate us alive. Why we kept switching like Lowry Marketing and Evan Mobley onto Trey Young, I have no idea. And it was just so frustrating. Do I think the Cavs could have done any damage in the playoffs? As in win a series? No, probably not. Could we have made a series interesting? Yeah, potentially. Celtics hit a three, and it is now 37-35 to with about five minutes and 45 seconds to go. Bucks miss a three. It goes out of bounds. It will be Celtics ball. You know, two of my all-time favorite players actually played for the Boston Celtics. Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo. I'm also a big Kevin Garnett fan. Um, also a huge Ray Allen fan, actually. And the Celtics hit another three-pointer. It is 38-37. to 37. Celtics back on top. Jason Tatum already with 15 points. But the Bucks come right back and score and go up 39-38. to 38. Three. No good. Grant Williams on the miss. Back comes Milwaukee. Five minutes to go in the first half. Giannis to Drew Holiday. Holiday for three. No. Rebound to the Celtics. Tatum bringing the ball up. Tatum drives. Takes it out for three. No. Rebound to Milwaukee. Four minutes and 40 seconds to go in the first half. Again, I'm just giving you a little bit of play-by-play. Giannis trying to post up. Passes it out. Pat Connaughton for three. No. Rebound to the Celtics. I believe that is Marcus Smart bringing it up. Passes it out. Marcus Smart drives. No. And Giannis Atenekumbo with the block. It'll be Celtics ball. So. That's going to do... Uh, actually, I'm not going to end the video yet. Here we go. Celtics to inbound. They get in. Derek White for three. No. 
Celtics get the offensive rebound. It's Al Horford. So they get a new shot clock. Kind of. They have 14 seconds instead of 24 like it used to be. Out of bounds. It was deflected by Milwaukee. So the Celtics keep possession. 3.57 to go in the second quarter. Slash first half. Celtics do not have much time to shoot. I believe it is under five seconds. Wesley Matthews checking back in for the Bucks. Celtics to inbound on the right side of the basket. 39-38. They get it in. Jason Tatum pulls up. No. Rebound to Milwaukee. Giannis bringing it up. Stops. Bucks maintaining possession. Giannis. And I think Giannis was trying to shoot it. I'm not totally sure. It was a weird looking possession. Either way, Brooke Lopez gets called for the three second violation. And the Celtics get it back. Three and a half minutes to go in the first half. Bucks 39, Celtics 38. Jalen Brown. Brooke Lopez with the rejection. Milwaukee gets it back. Giannis gets, misses the free throw. Or I'm sorry, misses the layup. But he will go to the line for free throws. So, anyway. Yeah, I three of my fav, all-time favorite players played for the Celtics. But, does that mean I'm a Boston Celtics fan? No, but do I dislike the Boston Celtics? Also, no. I'm indifferent about the Celtics. Um, I still have to get to a Celtics game because, again, I'm trying to see a game at all 30 NBA teams' arenas. And uh, I have not been to Boston yet. I was at in Milwaukee when they were still at the Bradley Center. Hopefully, I will get to Pfizer Forum sometime, but if I... If I never do, it still counts because I got to see the Bucks play in Milwaukee. Giannis getting one more free throw. Bucks up 40 to 38 with 317 to go in the first half. Giannis's second free throw is up. No good. Rebound to the Celtics. Marcus Smart pushing. Can't get the layup to go. Rebound to Milwaukee. Three minutes to go in the first half. I'm not going to do the whole first half. I might, actually. We'll see. Giannis. Oh, that should have been an offensive foul on Brooke Lopez. Bucks got away with one. Doesn't matter. Self Bucks turn it over on a steal. Can they convert on this turnover, though? Jason Tatum drives and gets the layup to go. We're tied. 40-40. to 40. Two and a half to go in the first half. This is game seven. Whistle blows. Oh, just a wet spot. Just a wet spot on the floor. Gosh. Jason Tatum is so good at driving to the basket. I can only imagine back in 2018 
if the Celtics had beaten us in the Eastern Conference Finals and gone against Golden State, I think that would have been one hell of a series. Which, if we get Celtics-Warriors in the NBA Finals this year, that's going to be a fantastic series. You got Marcus Smart against Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson against Jalen Brown. You've got Jason Tatum against Andrew Wiggins. That's an okay matchup. I'd prefer, like, Jason Tatum against Jordan Poole. But you also have Draymond Green against Al Horford. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. If we get Warrior Celtics in the finals, who do you have winning that series, and how many games does that series go? Jalen Brown? No. I did not know Marcus Smart could dunk like that. Two minutes to go in the first half. Celtics back up by two. It's 42 to 40. And Boston gets called for a foul. I think it might be on Jason Tatum. Tatum was trying to... That's not a foul! That is... That is total bullshit! No! Uh-uh. No. I agree with what the crowd is chanting right now. They're chanting bullshit. I'll join them. Bullshit. 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 And now Milwaukee goes to the free throw line. Wesley Matthews. First free throw is up. No good. Two minutes to go in the first half. Bobby Portis checking in for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Matthew's second free throw. Second free throw is up and good. 42-41. Celtics in front. Celtics are the number two seed. Bucks. The defending NBA champion are the number three seed. Celtics swept the Nets in the first round, which I was quite happy about. The Bucks took out the Chicago Bulls. And my dog is barking, so I gotta wrap things up. Thank you for tuning into today's video. If you liked it, punch that subscribe button like a UFC fighter and punch that like button. Let's get to 500 subscribers and then 600. And then 700, 800, 900. Let's grow this YouTube channel. I love making videos for you, the viewer. For you, the subscribers. So, let's go. Enjoy the rest of Game 7 between the Bucks and Celtics. Enjoy Game 7 between the Penguins and Rangers. Let's go, Penguins. Enjoy Game 7 between the Mavericks and Suns. And enjoy Game 7 between the Stars and Flames.